Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Cryptic Commander. We are your hosts. I'm John Nose. I'm MTG Peddler. This is Onik. And I'm Slothy. And with us, we got a very special guest from the Rather Be Drafting podcast. We got Dez. How's it going? Yeah, good. Thank you so much for having me, guys. When you said very special guest, I actually looked around. I was like, wait. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Who, me? What? <laughs> oh, of course you. Oh, stop it, my Canadian friends. God. <laughs> one, of, one of them anyway. Real quickly, I want to say that we are sponsored by NorthValleyGames.com, where you can go to NorthValleyGames.com, enter the promo code TCC2021 at checkout, save yourself 10% off your whole order. And the new program where they're buying your singles, use the same promo code and get an extra 10% cashback. Partnered with Magic the Gathering Players Group, Facebook Group, and Cosmic Gaming. Starting us off this week is card of the week. It's a doozy. It comes in at common. It's called Falcon Ralph. Oh. <laughs> I knew it was going to happen. I knew it. <laughs> it's called Falcon Ralph Preferator. Who's <laughs> <laughs> Ralph? I was going to say, please say that again five times fast. Falcon, Falcon, Falcon Wrath Perforator. Wait, Falcon Wrath. Wait, Falcon. Falcon. Falcon, Falcon Wrath. Falcon? Oh, my goodness. Probably. Falcon Wrath. Falcon, there's no U in it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Falcon. It's, it's Falcon. Whatever. It's not a bird, but okay, go on. What's the second word? Okay. Falcon Wrath Perforator. Perforator? Oh, God. Perforator. What a card, guys. Falcon Wrath Perforator. A little slow clap there. <laughs> I, I got it finally, right? Hey, John, I hate to tell you, the, the name of the card is in the in the card in the uh, text box, too. So you got to do it again. It's where? <laughs> it, oh, really? Is it really? I yes. gotta, oh, man. I got to pull that card up in our little notes here anyway. We shared it and in the to, chat, right? Yes. I was going to say, and to think that I was going to be the hardest person to understand here. Obviously not. <laughs> <laughs> we were setting up for, for the show, and you think that, you know, John's like, I'm going to do a card a week. Do you have it up and running, ready to go? Yeah, you'd almost think that. Okay, it's right here, right? Okay, thank you, Onik. You're amazing. <laughs> so when it, and it's, it costs one generic, one red. So the mana values two. Creature vampire. Whenever Falcon Wrath, Falcon Wrath, Perforator attacks, it deals one damage to defending player. It comes on a two-one body. Now. I know it's a common. I know it's not really overpowered or anything. But what makes this card special this week is it's actually a preview card that WotC gave our sponsor. That's right. The Cryptic Commander Podcast sponsor, North Valley Games. So this is North Valley Games preview card. And uh, what do you guys think about this? This is an interesting card because it being a vampire synergizes really well with the... It's going to be the uh, the black red archetype in limited formats um i think there's like a sub theme of some cards like whenever your opponent loses life this and that happens so even just attacking with this yep. creature itself will trigger will enable those the, um that thing i mean two drops it, we already know the two drops in afr and forgotten realms is highly valued so this this will see play in limited so i'll, I'll be looking for this card for sure It'll definitely see playing limited. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Peddler plays a lot of uh, limited. I do. 
And you neglected the second box of text, which says whenever John mispronounces Falconrath Perforator, it deals one damage to him. So we already won the game. <laughs> he does damage to himself. <laughs> wait, wait, yeah. You guys are still in the game. I'm out of it. Yeah. <laughs> because of all the combo pieces you guys added to it. But yeah, it's very, it's very exciting to me, at least, guys, you know, that our sponsor got a preview card. And as soon as, you know, I heard about it, I was in shock. I think Onique brought it up first that this should be our card of the week right here. Mm-hmm. Got to give a shout out to our sponsor. Absolutely. And I'm also, so this, proud of them. Uh, being a good limited card, also being in common, too. So, you know, with eight packs going around a pod, you're going to see this card probably multiple times. Yeah. Not yeah. a bad card to have multiple copies of in any de- any red deck. That's right, too. Sorry, also, in, oh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I have, I have a question. Do you reckon you'll see any of this in, um, yeah, what's that format? I've just forgotten it. The one that I only use is common. Oh, yeah, Popper. Popper. Yeah, absolutely. You can see this Popper. in Popper. Yeah, it's going to be in Popper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really glad I didn't say it because we say Pauper here. Uh, well, it's Pauper. It's Pauper. It's the way you're pronouncing it because it's like an English thing, isn't it? Where it was like uh, yeah. peasants or whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's pretty much what it was. Yeah, it's Pauper. Yeah. Yeah, you're pronouncing it right. That's all right. I was like, because uh, I hate doing this when I'm on an American podcast. And it's like, <laughs> Is it Pauper? And they're like, no, it's Popper. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. But uh, this, card, this card's stunning too. Like the, the imagery of the girl, they're almost like the scream with the, like almost like looks like the red, the red sort of crystallized blades. The art is absolutely amazing on this. Yeah. The art's nice. Yeah. It definitely yeah, matches uh, that, that Soren, that one picture we saw for a long time for Crimson Vile, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would definitely like to get this on a play map, this art. Hundred percent. Okay, well, that's going to be our card of the week. Moving along, yeah, just- movers and shakers. So this week, cards that are losing value. We have Salvala, Heart of the Wilds, all time low, twelve dollars and ninety six cents. We have Arid Mesa, also at an all time low at twenty bucks. Obviously, yeah, all time low with slight downtrends, so it's still dropping twenty bucks. And there's a theme too, a lot of fetch lands on here. Misty Rainforest, all time low, $34. And the last cheap pickup is going to be Scalding Tarn, all time low, $38.98. Not really surprising with the amount of fetch lands that were opened in Modern Horizons, too. Yeah, absolutely. No, I figured they would shot. bottom out at some point, but they're still going down. Yeah, they're they going down for a little a while. A couple of them say bottomed out, but I mean, they're still trending down according to the graphs i'm looking at so i, I would not be surprised to still to still see them on there next week continue yeah, to remember, drop you remember that one time we heard bottom out and still trending down you remember that the first yeah. time the first time we ever heard that this will probably be one of those times right here this guy i mean it is so plentiful now i mean the well, i don't even know how many boxes of modern horizons too i think it was like six or eight i pulled so many fetch lands here's something funny for you i'm sorry something funny for you $38.98, all-time low. You know? I mean, I just think these cards, not these cards we're just looking at here, but these magic cards in general are just going to keep increasing over the years, man. You know? All-time low, $38.98. I mean, to me, man, $38.98 is not chump change nope. you know, for one card, too, at that matter, you know? But, I mean, I, I see the terminology. Well, those are our cheap pickups, okay? All right, so biggest gainers this week. At number three, we have 
Uboro, Palace in the Clouds, uh, which is from uh, Kamigawa Block originally, $89.39, up 12%. Uh, Number two, we have Daybreak Ranger, uh, up 319% at $3.86. That is from the original Innistrad, too, for those who are keeping track. And our top gainer of the week is Catalyst Stone, a card I never heard of from is that the, Odyssey. Odyssey, yeah, Odyssey. S up 603%, $13.99. And I'm going to actually read this card off to you because it's going to be very obviously why it's going up so dramatically. So Catalyst Stone, two generic artifact at rare. Flashback costs you pay, costs up to two colorless less. Flashback costs your opponent's pay, costs two colors more. Oh, wow. Definitely makes sense with all the flashback cards we got coming in uh, Innistrad. Absolutely. It's interesting because this is a, it's not even, it's not legal in modern, is it? No. It, it, yeah. is, is it just yeah. for yeah, it's, it's, it's after 8th edition. Uh, this card is, I don't no, think it's legal. No, 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 it's not. It's got, it's got to have a modern frame. This doesn't have a modern frame. Yeah. yeah. It's not modern legal. So I can't, I can't see anyone playing this in legacy or vintage. So I'm guessing it's going up for, cause of commander. Oh yeah, absolutely. Commander. But I forgot this card even existed, man. I had no clue it existed when I was first thumbing through this. I was like, I don't know what this card is. I completely forgot about that card. There's going to be a lot of cards I forgot about though, to be all, you know, to be, to be honest with you guys, you know. Well, of course, there's, this is a, there's a lot of cards in this game. It's, it's yeah. near impossible to remember them all. Yeah. Well, still, though, a card I've never heard of before. I, don't, I mean, I do remember this a long time ago. Wow. $13.99, up 603%. Not bad. Deserves to be number one this week. Right. Yeah, it looks like maybe two or three days ago. It's literally like $2. <laughs> yeah. If that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. $1.80 is what I'm looking at, yeah. Yeah, so I'm guessing you're going to have a whole heap of people going through their um, their their junk foils and going, "Have I got a copy of this?" Because it's yeah. to get rid of. All right, we seem to be moving along here. I guess we're going to go ahead and go over to top decks, right, Slothy? Absolutely. So we're going to start off with standard here with Salt Ultimatum in first place. There's no surprise there. Number two, though, is a deck that I'm actually quite excited. It's kind of getting more steam. Demir Rogues. There you go, and Pedro. then we've got Gruel Adventure number three. Yeah, I know Rogues. Definitely yeah. pulling out my Rogues deck. I just know Peddler loves Rogues. You know. Over in over into Historic, we've got Selesnia Company, Jund Sacrifice, and Mono Black Aggro. Oh, he's lagging out. Yeah. In Modern. My back? Yeah. Yeah, you're back. In modern, we've got <clears throat> Is It Spells, Green White Company, and the Rogan Unclassified decks. And there's actually going to be a modern related video coming up on the channel very, very soon. Can you repeat that last line? So, uh, gonna look out for that. And for those modern fans, there is going to be a modern related video coming out on the channel very very soon uh, i'm not gonna say anything here and spoil it but there is a very very special guest that i am able to talk to so be on the lookout for that one 
But oh, moving nice. on over into Legacy, we've got Death and Taxes, Blue Red Delver, and Elves. In Popper, we've got Burn, Mono Black Control, and Blue Black Fairies. Sad. That means my um my Pauper Land Destruction deck isn't in the top three yet. So you, keep pushing. <laughs> you, uh, the serious question: You really have one? Yeah, yeah. Um, myself and um, Jordan from Orkshead Magic actually made a land destruction pauper deck. Um, because yeah, I'm one of those people. I like I like I like silly, stupid things like sliver and like um, or uh, land destruction and things like that. Just because I think it's funny because you don't see it as often, and people are just going to be like, "Oh God, I'm not a good enough player to actually win." So yeah. it's kind of funny. Yeah, I'm laughing over here right now, just hearing about. It. I'm like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's cute. So, Oh, it's one of those things where I, I like I like playing weird and out there decks, and um, land destruction was always funny to me. But the yeah. problem is, is, I also don't have the courage or the skill level to actually pull it off in a way that does it. But it will probably destroy a few of your lands, and I'll have a little bit of a chuckle, and you'll be like, "Oh, I didn't see that coming," and then you'll <laughs> still trounce me. But yeah, I'm not the best player. I like I love the art, I love the idea of the deck building, I love playing when I can. But I'm not a good player, not even remotely. So, yeah, I actually made a land destruction pauper deck. So, for everybody listening, I apologize. I know I seem nice at the start and I've just ruined that. But, yeah, I'm one of those. I like any deck that irritates my opponent. That's pretty much, that's exactly how I play. And I love it. And I'm like, <laughs> let's do this because, like, I'm not going to win, but I'm going to annoy you enough that it's just going to be funny. <laughs> that is funny. I like it. Yeah. If I was smarter, I'd play Storm too, just and just go here. Here's a coloring book. I'm just going to play. Yeah, there's nothing <laughs> wrong with cascading four times. There's just nothing wrong with it. <laughs> See, my problem is I watch Storm decks. I'm like, that is the coolest thing I've ever seen. I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> I play my Exalted Deeds deck just when I want to make people play an hour-long uh, match in uh, Arena. I nodded out the other night doing that. Some dude was playing that Exalted Deed deck with the Faithless Haven or whatever, and I literally fell asleep, and when I woke up, I saw a defeat. <laughs> I did. Is that the rest of the top decks? Or? Um, moving on over into the commander. We've got Lathril, Blade of the Elves, Omnath, Locus of Creation, and Golos, Tireless Pilgrim. Golos? Golos is still kicking, and I <laughs> quite enjoy that. Wow. Although, in some CEDH play, we've been talking and Cody might actually be a better option. Yeah. As a been, five, five color artifact commander. I've been in some circles where Cody has been some of the talk lately, man. It's just a weird card though. And, yeah, and definitely, definitely because it just won tier one con. Everybody's talking about it right now. I didn't even hear that. Wow. This just yeah. in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. We, oh, go ahead. Moving on over into our final format, Pioneer, Boros Deck Wins, Bant Spirits, and Mono Black. And that'll about do it for top decks for us today. Normally, I would look at the guests and say, you know, Dez, man, in case somebody hasn't heard of you before, how can they get a hold of you? But you're, you're pretty famous now, man. You got that podcast, Rather Be Drafting. You know, I, I would like to think that I'm famous, but no. But yeah, if you need to get through me, my phone number. No, I'm kidding. Um, no. Um, so yeah, so I do rather be drafting with MP numbers and food time. So we've got an American, two Australians on there. Um, started a little while ago. We're actually up to 60 episodes, which is kind of nice and a little bit confusing that we 
thought that it would probably be one or two and then we just end it. And um, we amazingly got uh, nominated for an uh, MTG award like the podcast I'm currently on. So I kind of feel blessed. I've found some great podcasts, met some great people. Um, and yeah, it's kind of nice. And then I also run a website called desdoes.com, which weirdly is board games, tech, video game news, um, which I've been doing. So I've been writing for websites for about six to seven years and I've just been doing um, my own website for about the last 18 months. Going really well. I have a question. I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only person that's thinking this either. Who came up with the idea? Were, were all you guys, all of you, like just rather be drafting? Yeah, well, at the at the time, so for example, Numbers created a um, a little series called Creators, which was which kind of was in a way almost like a survival esque, a survivor esque. Um, almost like reality show. So what would happen is we'd get a whole heap of content creators and then every week we would give them a task. So it might be make a cool video about comparing two deck boxes or a pack opening video or here's a long waffle of an hour, turn it into, you need to cut it down and make it into like a 12-minute video. And then what would happen is we'd get guest judges like Total MTG, um, uh, rhino and things like that um a young mage sorry um and then what would happen is one of them would get voted out and then it kind of became like that so you normally have one week where you're able to shine you get a bonus and then the next week you get voted out so food time was part of that um numbers was the creator and then i was kind of the guy that did all the art and helped with a lot of the video editing and did things like that and then the three of us played wow together and stuff and then we decided one day we would we'd, we'd sit there and sometimes just talk for an hour on what's coming up in magic. And we just kind of thought, why don't we just hit the record button and see what happens? <laughs> mm -hmm. Wow. So yeah. kind of, kind of, kind of random. And we kind of thought, well, worst case scenario, we'll get three or four episodes out of it. And we've just hit 60. And then we're in the same realm as people like you. So we're actually getting nominated with guys like you. So we're, we're super honored and super blessed from the nomination. And it's great because we've met some great people, as I said, so can't complain. Nice, man. I was going to say, you guys found a way to bottle lightning, but apparently we did too. <laughs> but I mean, I, was, I, I hate to burst everyone's bubble, but I yeah. also got nominated for an individual uh, award. Oh, so yeah, yeah. Clear, clearly, Hold they're, on. They're, uh, He's right. their uh, uh, prerequisites for what it constitutes <laughs> good programming is very, very low. Hold on. We got to put Peddler on a pedestal. Look, you like the play on words there? Look, we got to put Peddler on a pedestal because he got nominated for one of the big ones, man content creator of the year that's amazing I, I, th I thought that's where i thought the name and then i'm like i don't want to say it just in case it's not and then he feels bad but yeah no nah. I, I saw that creator of the year you should, that is you should say it so he does feel bad <laughs> I, 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 I do feel bad because of my indifference i'm like oh, okay i'm just just having fun opening packs i'm not doing anything revolutionary i don't understand how of the year even is applicable to me in yeah. any way, shape, or form. I, I just like to open packs. <laughs> Look, man, you're like the rest of us, bud. You're a content creator peddler, and your your personality shines through brighter than the lights you have behind you. You know. <laughs> and, oh, good uh, lord! And I'll tell you, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. When I first started, I'm gonna take a shower after this freaking episode. Now, right there, you go. There you go. <laughs> and hopefully, we, you know, hopefully, you know, uh, you win, bud. I hope. I hope you also win over there. Rather be drafting. You know, uh, and I don't, I don't mind really. Like, I think the nomination enough and just being yeah. put on, 
I put it in a group of people that like I, I admire and respect and even people that I may not have heard of prior to this. I've now gone back to listen to the podcasts and listen to some of the content creators. I won't lie. I didn't listen to some guy called MTG Peddler, but other than that, it was pretty <laughs> not missing, you're, you're not missing much. <laughs> yeah. If you I see something, yeah, but- I, I can't stress enough. You're not missing much. <laughs> But seriously, it's it's it is it's 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 such a beautiful thing that they've put on because I think it is great because it, it helps us sort of get to know other people. It helps us kind of understand and, and being Australian as well, um, it was a bit of a shock because I didn't even think many people listened, let alone that. But um, yeah, it was for for us the nomination is is more than we even deserve or we feel we deserve, but is something that we have like we could come last and not get a single vote and we're still happy just to be up there with people like yourself. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy either way. The nomination for me means everything. And it just means that we've managed to get a bit of a platform and show a few people our stuff. So I'm kind of happy with the nomination, like mm. win, lose or draw. I'm, I'm already happy. I think I've already won. Yeah. Jazz behind closed doors, me and peddler a long time ago, have already talked behind closed doors and slothy too. Right. That, uh, we already won in our hearts because we got nominated. We don't need to go any further. The fact that we got to the finals surprised me. I'm like, wow, we're like this little bitty podcast. Nobody knows about, you know? So, you know, um, I agree with you, man. I don't think wiser words could have been spoken. I also think the, the difference with where everybody's from also matters too. You'd be surprised if there's people in Australia that listen to the cryptic commander, you know? And I don't know, who likes what or what this and that, but one of the things me and Peddler also agree with you on is the amount of people and the type of people that you meet as you move forward, making the content creation. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, I mean, as I said, like um, I bought, bought on to creators um, because a friend of mine said, Oh, listen, he can do art. He can do video editing. He can do these things. Um, can you help him out? And I was like, yeah. And I mean, I won't lie, the first series I got a little bit of money for. Um, and then from that, it's weird because myself, um, food time, numbers became really good friends. Obviously, Jake and Joel were magic. We're also on the original one. Um, Orkshead Magic, who has now become one of my close friends as well, who is pretty much my um, my deck magician, as I like to call him. I literally mentioned on the podcast, I really want a land destruction deck. And he's like, here's a pauper one. And it just <laughs> magic. And then he's like, just click this button and you buy it. I'm like, okay. It's click. still funny. It's still funny. I hope we gave Peddler enough time to go take a shower. <laughs> I'm back. I'm, I feel a little bit better. There you go. He's like, all, all those compliments made me feel dirty. <laughs> I, just, I, I just had to wash my ears out real fast. I'm good. <laughs> Is that what it took? Okay. And I um, like it's it's amazing, and I, I think it's a it's a really really beautiful thing that um, the strategist is doing, um, because it gives back so much to the community, and he's doing it all off his own bat, which to me is just insane and absolutely beautiful. And man, I'm I'm honoured, and I'm lucky enough to obviously appear on this podcast, and to also just get a f- get a few extra people to just kind of know the, the name, and it's great because I think when when we all build and we all grow that's how the industry grows. So I, I think it's amazing. So I can't speak yeah, to the I'm, other guys. I'm truly blessed. I can't speak for the other guys and hopefully they can chime in. But um, we had MTG strategist, you know, JJ freeze, you know, on the uh, podcast mm. and I, I was really stoked to have him on. Right. And yeah. And he's one of the nicest guys. Cause we had him on rather be drafting weirdly because um, there you go. MP numbers knows him and was also one of the judges on the actual um the or one of the guys that was able to vote and stuff okay he's one of the nicest guys in the world oh wow 
the um the one thing I wanted to point out was um I like what MTG Strategist stands for. The guy that's in charge of the um the awards, you know, what you had just mentioned. He he has a mission basically like we have a mission, you know. Um and our mission statement for the podcast here is Magic the Gathering is best with a communal experience. And a big part of that is when it stemmed from knowledge, getting assistance where needed makes it more enjoyable. I know it's a mouthful, right? But when I look not, at... Not as much as the Falconer one. <laughs> do, do, do what? I'm sorry. <laughs> I said not as much as that Falconer Wrath one that you tried to mention earlier. Yeah, right? <laughs> I'm, I think I gained three life. I'm still kicking, right? No? No? I was out already? Okay. I had a lightning bolt in hand. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so the three life didn't even matter. But... um. You know, I, I like what he stands for and what he's doing. And all the little less known people get more attention. And wow, you know, the second year into this for us, this is our second year on the podcast here. Uh, we, we got noticed for the awards and stuff. And it's like that alone right there, man. You know, because he goes out of his way to let everybody that he knows, you know, I'm glad we, I'm going all over the place with this. He was a blast to come on the podcast. He talked about how, um, you know, he goes to random places in, in the world and he'll go to a local game store because there it's like family and stuff, you know, and I look at this way. Slothy's a part of my family. Peddler's a part of my family. Onique's a part of my family. And right now you, bud, Des, you're a part of my family too, you know, I'm all right with that. Plus it's good. Cause now a place to stay in the States. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but it is. And and he, he like, I remember even like talking to him and stuff and we asked him like about sponsorship and stuff. And he literally said, he goes, I'm willing to for certain sponsorship, but I'm also not willing for others because I don't want to feel like I'm obliged to do like, like certain things or I don't want like Matt Wizards of the Coast to sponsor me because I don't want it to feel that way. And that grassroots feel just makes it so much better, I feel, because... I don't know, like, personally, like, I mean, at the end of the day, winning some big award from Wizards of the Coast would be amazing, but us little guys aren't going to get look in. But being a grassroots thing, it means that you've really been noticed, and I feel like it's that time that he puts in, that understanding yeah. that he has of the industry. Yep. He likes to pick up those little guys, and, um, yeah, and we've, we only can grow from there. And it's great to see people, like, obviously, like Peddler, like Kitty Plays, and all of us that happen to make it that aren't necessarily that big, but are up and coming and yeah. are really starting to put a lot of work in the industry and really starting to grow. And I must say, it's, it really is such a beautiful thing that he's doing. And um, I just hope one day there's a way that we can repay him because I just hope that he realizes just how much he's doing for the industry and just how much um, it touches people like us. So it's like the little guys that are still going, like it kind of gives you a rev of, I want to keep doing this because I feel like I am making a difference or I am getting noticed yeah. or people are enjoying my stuff. And it, it's, it's absolutely beautiful. Guys, I almost feel like it's just me and you talking. Look, look, one of the things <laughs> I, I agree with you, and I don't mean to cut the rest of the guys off here, is um, I feel we're going to continue to go in anyway, right? And it's the amount of people that we're helping is what the main goal is, right? And strategist, MTG strategist, it's the same way. You're looking at it as like, how can I ever pay this guy back? I'm looking at it the same way, man. Because I have the most utmost respect for this man. You know, again, he, he's doing all of this out of his own pocket, his own spare time, you know, and I'm bowing down to him, dude. You know, I just, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, the, I'm that guy that gets the Christmas gift at the last second kind of guy, you know, and I just now mm -hmm. shot him. Hey, I'm John Nose, and I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. 
just this morning, you know, but um, like I said, man, uh, if he tells me to drop and do something, though, I'm going to do it, man, because like you said, you know, how can I ever repay something like that? You know, that's that's so wow. I mean, words can't describe it is how good it is. That's how good it feels, you know? Yeah, no, and it, and it is. It's 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 kind of weird because like people are going to be like, oh, just nominated for some grassroots event. I'm like, but it's not, and that's the thing. I think because of the way he does things, because of the way he's able to really do everything from his own bat, it does feel a little bit special because these are kind of like almost like peers saying you're doing a great job, and it does. It means the world to us. So we we were honoured just to be nominated, as as we said before. And I mean, it's great to meet new guys like you and. Being a St. Louis Blues fan, I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> there you go, man. Yeah, St. Louis Blues. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, a weird, I'm a weird Australian. Like I actually, I actually played American football here in Australia, and I played roller hockey um, because we we don't really have much ice. Sure. Um, so I kind of like American sports more than I should. So. Well, the the heyday for oh, the Blues no. is over with, man. We used to have Brett Hall and Shanahan back in the day. You know, oh man, those days are over, bud. Are we going to talk about Australian rules football? Because that is the most insane sport I've ever seen in my life. What is it? You want to hear Australian something? rules football? Is it worse than yeah. the rugby? Oh, it's sport? amazing! Dude, I saw it. I'm not a sports guy, and I, I saw it on like ESPN 12 or some like oh, channel. Isn't it at, 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 at like two o'clock in the morning? I was like, I was like, what's this? I gotta watch it. And I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. Yeah, it's kind of like they, they, they hit pretty hard. Um, there's a lot of running involved, like the actual um, the actual fields about, I think it's about 250 metres or something, which would be, give or take, about 150 yards or 125 yards. Um, and it's, it's, it's really full on. Like, And what, what's weird too, though, is I worked at um, the Melbourne um, Cricket Ground, which is actually one of the biggest, uh, cricket, uh, one of the biggest grounds in Australia, um, holds about 110,000 people, which is big for us. So I know America's just be like, Soldier Stadium holds like 250. It's like, sure. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but for us, it's massive. And um, I worked there for five or six years. I actually worked for the Western Bulldogs um, Football Club, who actually just won the final and are going into the grand final or our version of the Super Bowl. Um, and I know absolutely nothing about Aussie rules football, but I know 120 <laughs> offensive plays and 80 defensive plays from when I used to play American football. Wow! Uh, yeah, my my dad my dad played for Victoria, the actual state um, at levels in under 18s. My brother played. Um, my sister is obsessed with football, and I have no idea. So it's even funnier. <laughs> Australian rules football is basically American football, rugby, and soccer oh, mixed no. together. No, yes, thank you. It's, but no padding. No padding. At no, all. yeah, I'm good. And, I'm good. They go out there in like, no. like G strings and then this freaking like <laughs> no. throw each other into the field. No. It's crazy. You're making me, after I edit this, I'm going to hear it again, right? And I'm going to YouTube that if I can, dude. I'm going to try and find it. That, it's definitely I'm, I'm, I'm sending you a link because it's that, it's that freaking good. That's what's up. I, I love you, Pedro. All right, yeah. He'll send me a link on that, dude. I can't wait to see that. That sounds like that's something you'll never oh, catch me doing. It, it, it's stupid good. I don't like sports at all. I can yeah. watch the hell out of some Australian rules football. Right. What's What's funny too though is I, I've, I've played one game of football because we had to and it was a round robin against other schools mm-hmm. and the teacher literally said, he goes, Derek, you play American football. Just go out and tackle him. I'm like, okay, cool. And this guy got a handball, turned around and I hit him around the waist, picked him up, walked about five steps and dumped 
bumped him into the ground. And my teacher <laughs> just called me over and goes, you can't tackle like that. I'm like, cool, sorry. Wow. So, yeah, that was, that was my entire football career was me knocking another player unconscious from driving him to the ground like a football <laughs> player. Onik. Yes. You've got the, you got the, uh, the news this week. <laughs> yeah, for arena news. Yeah, yeah, you got yeah, you got you got the MTG arena updates. Yep. Yeah, there's not too much to update. We got the arena open, it's going on today, day one. So by the time you're hearing this, which is gonna be on a Sunday, uh, we're on day two. Um Innistrad is getting released on Arena and Magic Online on the sixteenth, and the uh, and the full release is on the twenty-fourth. But I know we spoke about doing the uh, arena open today. Uh, we spoke about it last week on the podcast that I was going to do it, um, and I did it. And yeah, so wait, wait, I, wait, 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 stop. Do you want us to make a prediction? Sure. Uh, you probably could tell a little. Uh, yeah, bit. I know, right? Uh, how many rounds were there? Was it seven or something? You keep playing until you get three losses or seven wins. Seven wins. Okay. You you went two and three. That's I what think that voice is. I, I'm thinking. I, I know, but I think it's a little worse. I think it's one and three. Yeah, that was going to be my guess too. Three and one. I'm like, oh, poor, oh one and three. I'm like, poor thing, because I can yeah. just hear the misery in the voice. I can hear. It. Yeah, yeah. Slothy, what do you think? Uh, Slothy, I'll, I'll take it as an zero oh and three. <laughs> so want to say either two and three or zero and three. There you go. Okay. So right. Pedler said two and three, right? So I did. Okay. Either way, the odds are stacked against me because I don't have I don't even have a fifty fifty record with you guys. The first the first deck I went up against was a mono red aggro deck. Oof. Um yeah. 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 I, oh, so first I it, it's <laughs> the format was historic best of one. Right, okay. So I had cool. to uh pretty much take out my sideboard and keeping in mind best of one i know the uh, whole devil's <laughs> trickery and throws a chaos deck is out there yeah yeah um as well as the vesper lark davril's weathering combo i haven't come across that yet but go ahead um so the deck that i'm most comfortable with is Rakdos arcanist um which is uh, obviously uh, red black which really takes advantage of using using the graveyard to recast cheap cheap and efficient spells um I modified it just a little bit to try to fight the um, Vesper Lark Withering deck, but I really can't do much about the uh, uh, Tyrvel's Trickery. But either way, so the first game I played was against Modern Red Aggro, and right off the bat, I already got three Bone Crusher Giants in my face. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm like, yeah. oh, fantastic. Well, yeah, it's um, even standard, but you know, it's going to be in historic for a while. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was able to get one out with a. Um, Inquisition and Kozilek. Uh they stomped me twice. They stomped me once in the face, and the other stomp went to my uh, young pyromancer. But I was able to just gain enough card advantage. I got a uh, escaped Kroxa, so six six, big guy. Um, so that game I won. Okay. So I won. The, I won the first game. Okay. On to number two, Coco Angels. Um. So I. Cast Inquisition and Kozilek again to disc have them discard a card. Cast cost three or less, and that's when I saw two collected companies in their hand. And I'm like, oh. okay, I know what's coming. Um, I discarded their uh, it was a three drop of something, 
So I'm like, okay, I've got like two, three turns to do as much as I can before they drop the Coco. They drop it and they hit two Righteous Valkyrie, mm-hmm. which is a the two four flyer for four uh, for three mana, um, not for four mana rather. That like when it when it ETBs with just like another angel that comes into play, they gain life to the toughness, so they gain like eight life on the spot. Um, I felt super smart in the way that I held back a um, Fable Passage. So I pl- I had a Arcanist in my, on the field. I played Fable of Passage, sacrificed it to go get a land. I Fatal pushed one of the angels out. And then when I attacked with the Arcanist, I was able to push the second angel out. So I just felt like I had a lot of value. It was like it's, to me, it just felt like a big brain play. Um, and then they draw, and then they played their second Coco and ran to two Resplendent Angels. That's a three-three flyer that uh, you could pay five mana to give it like plus something plus something on life link. And if you gain X amount, of, certain amount of life, then you can make angel tokens. Yeah. Yeah, I've lost against that one a lot. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I felt pretty awesome get, taking care of one Coco, but <laughs> the second Coco, I could, I couldn't do it. Yeah, uh, so I was, that's I was actually expecting you to lose after that first one, and I was like, damn man, maybe you actually went up and won this, and then you went <laughs> and you bought out two of these, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> double, double of the resplendent angels who made the tokens like pretty much next turn. I, I was, I had, there were four creatures looking at me, and I, I couldn't deal that. Um, the third game I played was the most interesting one, at least from my perspective, and you'll find out why. Um, before even keeping the mulligan, I see that they also have a Lurus as a uh, companion. So I'm like, ah, oh, shit, please don't, tell, please don't tell me this is a mirror match. Look at my starting hand. I have one mounted and a bunch of other cards, and I'm like, okay, I need to mull because this is a bad hand. So I click mull, and then they take priorities for the mulligan and they're thinking about it and they're thinking about it and they're thinking about it and i'm like i don't know if they disconnected but if, or a roping or whatever but you don't do this for a paid event right they, fi- they finally oh they they want to think about if they're going to keep that yeah not, they, not good hand you know right yeah they finally keep their hand and i'm like okay they're either they were just lagging or getting a drink or they were also thinking of keeping a sketchy hand they kept the hand of seven i'd look at my hand i kept the hand of six all right cool turn one um I thought sees them, and I see one basic land in their hand. So they're on a mono red burn with a mountain shock shock, static discharge, soul scarred mage, skewer the critics, lightning helix. Ouch! Did you take notes, or do you remember all this? I took notes. Okay, because this was an interesting game. You should have lied. You should have just went. Oh no, I just remember this stuff. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought sees out the helix. Because I want to protect my um, uh, Dreadhorde Arcanist. But they only have one land. So on their turn, they drop their Soulscar Mage and pass. My turn, too. I dropped Arcanist, pass. Their turn, they drop a second land. So they found one, shock me. And then they, they shock me, skewer the critics, my Arcanist, and then attack me for three damage with a Soulscar Mage. So I'm already at 13. Because I lost two life from the. Uh, Thoughtseize. Mm-hmm. So I'm already pretty behind with off of off of their one land starting hand. I play Call Against Command on my turn. 
to get back my Rakdos Arcanist, or not Rakdos, but um, Dreadhorde Arcanist, and to kill off their Soulscar Mage. Um, their turn, they just they static discharge me and pass, so I'm at 10 now. We kind of kept going back and forth, but they were running out of gas. I pretty much got rid of their hand. I, I, I ended up thought-seizing them again to pretty much dump out their hand so, I, so to force them into a top-deck mode. I'm at like 6 life, and they draw into a Roiling Vortex. That's the one that's like, during your upkeep, each player loses a life. Or no, during each player's upkeep, that person loses a life. If the players feel free to take 5 damage. And to me, I'm like, oh, that makes sense for the tip-off trickery deck. That would kill okay. me. That would kill me in the new deck I'm playing with. Yeah, I'm like, okay, so just... Well, I'm not playing Tibble Strickery, so this card doesn't really affect me, but it is a clock now. Right. But I'm struggling to find any kind of aggressive angle for my deck. Because I was prepared for, like, aggro decks, but not a, a burn clock. So we keep going back and forth for a little bit, and then they end up playing a second uh, Roiling Vortex. <laughs> so I'm at four life. <laughs> so I have like, okay, I've got two turns to win. Um, I managed to escape out uh, Croxa again. They're at, they have zero cards in hand. And so, yeah, so I'm, I'm where am I? You, they played the second one. Yeah, so they played a the second one and um, they chump, uh, I attack with Croxa. They chump block with the Grim Lava Mancer. And I'm like, okay, cool. As long as they don't play anything, I can win this game. On their turn, they top deck a just a creature, just a chump block with. I'm like, okay, damn it. My turn, I take two damage from the two Roiling Vortexes. I'm at two life. I have to draw something to kill this damn creature of theirs, and then I can win. I draw a Citrus Supplier, which when I play it, it puts three cards into the graveyard. Okay, please, let me dump anything into the graveyard that can kill this uh, creature of theirs, because I have a uh, Dreadhorde Arcanist in play. And into the graveyard is a uh, Unholy Heat. So I'm like, okay, perfect, thank you, got this game, this game is mine. So I turn my dude sideways, Dreadhorde Arcanist triggers, I cast the Unholy Heat for free, targeting the creature of theirs, Perfect. I got this game. And guess what happens? You lose five life. Yes. I lose five <laughs> life <laughs> and I lost the game. You, you, you lose ten life. You lose ten life. <laughs> yeah, you lose ten. You get two. Ten life. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I blew myself out so hard. <laughs> wow, that you, you hit it on the nose. It's like really interesting. You said it's like a really interesting match. Man. I felt so happy that I'm like, all right, I got this game. Like I that entirely slipped my mind and I was so upset at myself for that. Like I had that game. Like if, oh my god, I, I just I just stared at the defeat screen for like five minutes, just like oh my god, I can't believe I let this happen. The, I feel like, yeah, like I, feel I like didn't even think like that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say I feel like wins and losses like that are just something you remember, mm. and then yeah. just, oh my god, and they but they just have such a lasting impact, and it's amazing. Like I love things like that. Yeah. Yeah, like I, mean, I think, like I think. I, it, I what I realized afterwards is that if I didn't cast, if I just declined the the spell for free, I would have won anyway, just from like combat damage. But 
I tried to send a message and clearly it did not send. Oh, you sent a message already <laughs> to myself. Yeah, yeah, and my opponent hit me with the oops. <laughs> I lost. Well, I won't lie. I did. I did that once with Jordan from Orkhead Magic, where I dropped. I dropped something, and I was like, "Oh crap, wrong card!" And I, all right, oops. And he's just like, "Screw it!" And I knew that he was going to go big boss, and he turns everything sideways. And I'm like, every attacking player gets gets dead. And I just played the card, and he's just like, "I forgot that card was in the set." Crap. And just got rid of his entire board. Like I still lost next turn. I was on one life. Mm -hmm. But he's like, I'm going to do 30 damage and just big boss it. And then I'm like, I'm going to play this card that gets rid of all the attacking players. And he's like, I hate you. And then he <laughs> dropped like three other creatures and destroyed me. But it was still funny. I, I, I lost epically on that. Uh, but I, I lost on myself pretty much. So but at my... that record, you were still one and two at that point. Yeah. I played the, I played the next game. My opponent mulliganed. And then Mulligan, and then Mulligan. Uh oh! And I'm, like, I'm like, oh no, <laughs> he's 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 looking for something, right? And he Mulligan. Yeah. He kept the hand of three. Uh -huh. So I'm like, Mountain? all right. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, all right. Well, let, let. I and I and at that point, I, uh, <laughs> I I kept my hand, but I didn't have a Thoughtseize or Inquisition in my hand, so I couldn't sure. like, try to get rid of it. Sure, sure. Um. Ironically, I top deck into a thought seize. So I'm like, all right, let me see what you got. Right. And literally, and it was a, uh, no, I, I drew, I drew um, yeah, I thought seize away there, throws a chaos. I'm like, okay, cool. This does nothing for me because they could just retrace it. Okay. Which is eventually what they did, and they just meet me out. <laughs> so, yeah, I lost that game too. Yeah. So I went a whopping one and three. All right. I think we lost Slothy. To, to be fair, though, I, if, if I'm honest, I have played in several tournaments. Obviously, as I said, I'm not very good, but I have actually never, ever won an actual overall match in a tournament. Oh, really? Yeah, I've gone to GPs. We, we played a limited GP here in Melbourne. I've gone to store things where I'm like, oh, I really like this deck. And I, I've, won a, I've won a match. I'm oh, sorry, I've won a game, but I've never won a match in a oh, okay. tournament. Oh, except wow. for one, except for one of the um, one of the guys that was the store manager just went, bro. Do you mind if I give you the buy that way? Then um, you get a win. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and 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 also the two guys that are sort of battling for eight and nine. You're playing one of them, so it kind of makes it fair. I was like, yeah, no, that's fine, man. That's cool. And he slipped me a couple of packs. I honestly think he just felt bad for me. And then I actually got some wizard points. I was like, yay, yay, yeah. wins a win. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm thinking. That's exactly how I feel. Like I'll take it. Wizard points. Remember those? Vaguely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we used to have points, man. Planeswalker plane points. Yeah, yeah. planeswalker points. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah so that's that's. <laughs> I never remember. I never remember the names. But that's yeah. what he was talking about. Yeah, I knew what he was talking about. So we do have Slothy bouncing in and out a little bit. So we're going to try and bear with him. So as we're bearing with Slothy, I'm looking at this right here. Um, what's it called? I, I I sent John a link for uh, Australian uh, rules football biggest hits so go ahead john oh, we want to hear you good we want to hear your live reaction to okay, australian rules football oh no this guy oh, oh oh this is wild okay so this looks like soccer at first glance and then oh it's not guy, soccer right i it got a football it looks like american football right <clears throat> hold on and then wow okay that guy oh we almost got decapitated okay whoa <laughs> Um, this is pretty rough, dude. Yeah, they're not in bikinis, but whoa! No, they're not. Whoa! 
Oh, oh, I think that dude just broke his nose. No, mm. that, that happens a bit, yeah. No, they, they kind of... No! Like, oh, we call them, oh. fo- <laughs> them football shorts, and they're kind of almost like, oh. like oh. fabric daisy dukes. Like, they're yeah. really... Dude, just they're really it. small. Oh, got an elbow to the right eye. Oh, an elbow. I mean, in mid-air. Oh, okay. I'm going to stop watching this. This is not something I would do. No, I'm all for it's, this. Yeah. It's intense. It's, it's yeah. a great sport. It's a really, really good sport. Okay, they're fumbling. Hold on. Oh! <laughs> okay, that's too funny. So Wait. there are a few more law- rules now where they've they've pulled up on certain things, but okay. especially if you watch like the eighties and nineties and two thousands, where they did not care. There were mullets and there were punches. Oh! Like there was like like full team punches. Oh! I said you yeah. just get knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, John, it's it plays kind of like American football, but you, instead of forward passes, yeah. like, it, like when you get the ball, you can run with it and then you can kick it. And if your teammate catches it, they get a free kick. Wow. Okay. So then yeah, you can so move the like... ball. You can move the ball down the field by kicking it, or you can run. So the best best way to explain it though is is pretty much if you catch a kick. Without anybody touching it, it's kind of like a down, and then you pretty much start from there. And then if it's if it's a handball, it's kind of like handing off to the running back, and then you have to run it. I like that. This right here is absolutely funny, man. Yeah, um, it's insane. Like, n- like, it's funny. Like every time I show friends, like I had a few friends from America and Canada come down, and you take them to a match, um, and they're just like, I can't get over how big it is, and they just run for yeah. four quarters of about twenty odd minutes, and. Yeah. Like the fitness level of these guys are ridiculous. And working at a um, football club before, um, like an AFL football club, it is insane. Like half their drills are just running. They're jumping and on top of their shoulders and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah that's what that's what the Australians call a specky. Hundred <laughs> percent. I, I would I would absolutely go to an, uh, an Australian uh, rules football match. That would be amazing to see. If yeah. you were ever down, let me know. I will hook a brother up. Whenever we're down under, <laughs> I, I, exactly. I won't know. I won't be able to explain or tell you what is happening, but I can get you tickets. Hey, okay, you, I, I watch it. I mean, it's it's pretty it's pretty self explanatory <laughs> when you start watching it. Like, if you actually watch a match, not just the highlights, yeah, like you get okay. it's like oh, okay, you, you, you get the flow because it is always, it, it does play very similar to American football and rugby. If these so, guys have no, no protection, though. That's, that's no, horrible. No, no protection. That's horrible. Don't they have What's four the goalposts? Yeah. Probably, so what right? Yeah. So it's a, like two. Three points between this and this pole, and then it's like six. six points. So yeah. it's six is so it's pretty much there's 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 like a field goal, and if you get it in between the field goal, it's six. But because we're Australian and kind of like Canadians, we're nice people. We're like, but if you just miss and you get it between yeah. these two littler ones, you get one. It's just for trying. <laughs> and <laughs> they have tries too, like in rugby too, right? If you actually run it, no, in, no, it's no. A try. no, no, it's just just no. kicking, right? Yeah, it's just that's the only way to it. score. Okay, yeah, it's the only way to score. I couldn't remember. Wow, man. Yeah, this no, highlight reel is just insane right here. And that being said, being that it's the world's biggest hits, you're probably going to find it's going to be the early 90s, 2000s um, when it was yeah. a lot rougher because they've actually had to bring in laws, like obviously like the concussion laws in um, American football. Same things were happening where you'd have these guys with mullets just punching each other. Um, okay. And you've got like famous people that are known just to be bruisers. Oh, wow. <laughs> you're listening to the Cryptic Commander, the podcast all about Australian rules football. Yeah, join us next week. Get one Aussie on here, and you just yeah derail the entire thing. Join us next week when we got our Mexican friend, the Magic Gathering. What was uh, what should I say? An Espanol friend? Okay, 
uh, where he'll, he'll do the, making it worse. the Here's Mexican making it worse. bull running. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna, I'll, That's in Spain, bro. It's not even uh, Mexican bull running. Yeah, it's, okay. a different, it's a different continent yeah, across. It's, like, it's in uh-oh. Europe. It's not even in Mexico. It's it's the running of the bulls in <laughs> there Pamplona, in Pamplona, Spain. I knew it's something to do with there. Before. It's insane. Yeah, those guys are nutbags. Like, I won't lie. What right where I'm happening? I was like, oh my god, this guy's going to get hit, and then he did get hit, and then he got carried for about twenty five feet, <laughs> and then and then the horn came out, and I was like. Yeah, that that was definitely an experience. I never want to see that again. And excuse me while I go throw up in the corner. Right, sure, sure. Like it just went straight into his leg. I was like, oh, Jesus. But no, I mean, if you have a Mexican friend, have Lucha Libre Wrestling. (laughs) Go listen to that podcast. Speaking of corner, we should go to the beginner's corner. <laughs> this week, segue, mate. (laughs) Where we talk about uh, things that are going on a standard and not going on a standard. Onik, you want to elaborate for me or help me elaborate? (laughs) They're going out of standard. There we go. So rotation it only applies to standard. Uh, it happens every year to where the it's pretty much out with the old and with the new. Uh, what? <laughs> so, <laughs> no, no pun- not to cut in, but it does also happen. Not to cut in, but it does also happen to brawl. Well, not just yeah, standard. sort of. See, I almost said that, and I'm like, nah, Derek, you're an idiot, so you probably <laughs> So just, just shh now. And then somebody else said it. I was like, oh, damn it. I would have seemed smart for once. Yeah. Well, at the, at the moment, I don't think anyone really cares for standard brawl since everyone's really focused on historic brawl. So I don't think that's going to... Yeah, so technically, yeah, it does affect a standard brawl, but either way. For the most part, it's, it's standard. Um, and the last four sets... Uh, the sets that we had pretty much last year are rotating out, which is Throne of Eldraine, uh, Theros Beyond Death, Ikoria. Ikoria, and M21. So those four sets are gone. And at the same time, the new set that com- that's coming in is uh, Innistrad, um, Midnight Hunt. So that's coming in. Uh, happens every- it happens every year. It's predictable. It shouldn't surprise anyone at this point because everyone kind of talks about it. Um, at length. Um, yeah, it's just a way to keep the format fresh, uh, to, to keep things interesting, pretty much. And I know this year, everyone's been ro- wait, waiting for rotation for a very long time because they really can't wait to uh, get rid of the some of the cards we've had in this format for way too long. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Like That was one thing that we've actually said several times on the podcast is that standard's one of those things that none of us actually play just because it feels like that once it's been broken, you just have to go, okay, so everyone's just going to be playing this deck until rotation. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. It was one thing that we just can't, like, I personally just go, okay, so I'm going to spend $700 on cards that will last a year or two, and I'm just going to play pretty much the same decks again and again and again. Right. So for us, yes, it was weird. Standard's one of the ones that none of us play, and it's really weird being that it probably is quite a big format, but... I don't know. I don't know. Like for me, it, personally, it feels like, okay, so we figured out standard and now that's all we're going to play for a year until it rotates out. So I like it because it's know. fresh, you know, it brings something new. And plus it's a little bit of a limited format. You are just stuck to those core sets or, you know, the, the blocks or whatever. It would yeah, be fine that. if the sets that came out actually did something to standard, which they would have, but the previous sets that we've had are just so 
overpowering right. that like maybe one or new two cards one or two cards from the new set are played into the same decks that we've already seen right right so so it's just like oh okay this the same deck i've seen just got upgraded so it's now yeah more frustrating to play against or it's more redundant yeah. when i saw Sultite ultimatum start to be the top deck you know in standard i saw mm -hmm. that that uro if i'm saying the name right you know yep and you just saw the path of it becoming that way. And then it's like, oh, this is Uro all over again. We're just doing land, you know, putting lands down. I'm stronger than you. I'm more powerful than you. I got the right tools in my arsenal, you know, like you, like he said, like Des said, <coughs> somebody broke the format. What's the point? You know? Yeah. That's so, what I feel like it's, it's kind of like, oh, let's see who gets the best, um, the best for look at a draw at that point. Right. Yeah. It's just like opening hand. Oh, cool. I got a great opening hand. I should win this. Yeah. 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 I've got a uh I made a list too of just some of the cards that we're gonna miss. Oh like mm -hmm. some of the some of the more interesting cards that like oh we don't get to play with that play with that anymore, which is short. Okay. Um and a lot of cards are like, okay, thank God that's gone. You made a list though. i well I have a lot of cards on here. All right, what do you got? Well, where do you want to start? I mean I guess we could start with the, the big one, uh Thorn of Eldrain. I'm pretty sure yeah. everyone's got their opinions, and they're like, "Oh, I'm going to miss this card. I'm going to miss that card. I'm sure. glad this is gone." I think, I yeah. think number one at everyone's list, Bonecrusher Giant. Yeah, I'll be. You, up. I'm not sad like to see that. it going. Yeah, and and Brazen Borrowers. Very sad. Very very excited to see it gone. And I play yeah. the damn card. I'm still excited to see it gone. It's yeah. one of the it's, that as well as Lovestruck Beast as well as Edgewall Innkeeper is mm -hmm. just. The pa that, that teamer package, pretty much, of adventures yeah. never went away. It was always there. And, and as soon as he, you know, turn one, love, uh, love struck beat, or I mean, turn one, Edgewalt and Keeper, or turn one, Heart's Desire, which is the Love Struck Beast for other part. Yeah. It's like, okay, you know the rest of the deck. Right. You know what's coming. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, come on, not this again. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really hoping there. Is it the great? Great Henge or Great Head? <laughs> great Henge, yeah. Great Henge. Yeah. yeah, I'm really hoping that comes down to value too because I need one for a commander deck. Yeah, it'll probably... Well, not, yeah, not, I, think, not, I know I the card's expensive, yeah. but that's actually one of the cards that I would miss, Great Henge. Okay. Um, I did enjoy that card. That card had, had, had some oh. good use. No more Embercleave. Yeah, Embercleave's gone too. Oh, so we'll wow. start with the cards we're not going to miss. We're kind of I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just sorted out there. I'm like, well, because I mm -hmm. freaking hate Ember Queen. No, yeah. we can go back and forth. Well, I mean, right now, I guess sure. we, could, we could just stick to Eldrain, but yeah, uh, yeah, Ember Cleave was just like, you know, it's coming. If they're attacking well, the three creatures that are gonna die, mm -hmm. you know, they have Ember Cleave. This just gonna be slapped on one of them. Well, we can't talk about it without talking about what it was. It was like a fantasy set, you know, and that was, yeah, it was good that they actually dipped their toes in that and they're like, we're gonna do something we really, I know it's a fantasy game. But I think you know where I'm going with this. You know, it's fairy tale land, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, that was really a risky move, in my opinion, for them to dip their toes in there. What do you? I guys really like the this, the showcase uh, that they use for that for Eldrin. I like I like the Eldrin showcases a lot. Yeah, I think the only adventure card that I would miss is Murderous Rider. That's a good card, though. You know. Yeah. Um, but they're. What else that I have? Oh, I think that I think the cards. Okay, I'm cheating a little bit, and with my number one card or cards that I'm going to miss from Eldrain is the cycle of castles, the lands. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm 
neutral on that though. I did like the blue castle because I'm the blue guy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh, you're one of them. <sighs> I am. I'm, I'm that mono blue player. But um, you see, no I, matter- I never understand blue. Blue, blue for me. Even yeah. if I get a like a, an opening hand and it's a great blue card in a draft, I'm like, I don't know how to play blue. I'm just right. It. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's probably better that you do that. But no, no, no. In all honesty, though, you might just try going outside your comfort zone one time and just give it a whirl. You know, it's something different. You know, but I'm not telling you what to do. But I do recommend just getting out of your comfort zone and trying it out one time. Do it. Yeah, just do it. Just do it. Do it, it, damn it. But um So here's here's one question that we brought up when this first got released, this Throne of Eldraine. Being that it's more of a sort of fairy tale-esque set, Mm -hmm. do you feel like because it was such a risk, they maybe went a little bit more powerful with some of the cards? I think it was what Onik was alluding to earlier, that it was the time frame that the set was released, so therefore we knew the power level had to be high on that one. I don't think the theme had anything to do with the power level. Right. It, it was just a coincidence. I think they yeah. underestimated the strength of adventure itself. So it's like it's pretty much two cards in one. Yeah, some of the cards are a little bit overcosted in general. But like maybe by like half a mana, but overall you're you're gaining so much value. Because like no one would no one would play a shock that costs two mana. Now hold you on. Know? I hate to disagree with you, Onik. I don't do that much. But I think research and development probably happy that adventure mechanic overperformed because we can revisit it later on. Like, remember, we're doing flashback right now, right? See, I'm sure they're happy that the mechanic succeeded, but the right. strength was too much. Okay, yeah, I agree with you there. Yeah, because like like I said, no one is going to play a, a, a shock that just costs two mana. That's, that's too much. You might as well just play a regular shock, right? But instead, you got you got stomp being played everywhere because it came with a uh, a four three body not only so, a four three body but if you target it <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> for, for three mana yeah yeah that's re- this that's redonkulous man you know yeah well i'm just gonna get rid of it okay you take two damage I'm like wait, wait, what <laughs> yeah and me i'm playing blue so here's one for you des i'm just returning it to your hand so I'm taking that two. I'm going to take the two again. I'm going to take the four eventually. <laughs> yeah, don't play. Where's, blue. Where's, where's, where's the hangout button again? <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't don't play blue. Never mind. Yeah. I'll kind of miss playing with uh, Doom Foretold. That's the uh, black white enchantment. Mm-hmm. During each player's upkeep, sacrifice a non-token, non-land card. That one is that one had a lot of interesting gameplay around it. Um, Frankel is another fun card. Master of Pranks. There's a few others. I'm just not going to miss Eldrain at all. Yeah. So, so like so I said, I, I, I play with some of the cards. Like Drown, Drown in the Lock, I play it. That's from Eldrain, right? Yep. Yep. I play it. I won't miss it. Yeah. I mean, I didn't bring up any of the banned cards, but yeah, Elko, of course, was banned. You have uh, Cauldron Familiar that was banned. You have Escape to the Wild Cells banned. You have. Uh, Fires of Invention that was banned. You have well, Lucky Clover that was banned. Yeah, I think we ended up having like six, five or six cards banned from Throne of Eldraine. Like that's that's how. And it's still too strong of a set. Yeah, and it's still too strong of a set. Yeah. Yep. What's the next set we got on that list? Next one Theros. is uh, Theros Beyond Death. Oh boy. Yeah this this card actually had a lot of uh, good cards as far as I'm in my opinion. Um. 
but but I think I, I think the most annoying card from this set for me was probably Annex Hardened into Forge because that just went hand in hand with Embercleave. Yeah, that's oh, it. Okay. Yeah, it was an X three or X two or something to, uh, equal yeah. to Devotion of Red, and it leaves behind little Seder tokens uh, when it dies. They can't block though. Yeah, but you know they don't. They no don't one cares to, about but... it. Yeah, exactly, because they, they're just more fodder to make Embercleave cheaper. Right. Yep. Yeah. Back to throwing the drain already. The yep. um the uh the escape mechanic I thought was really cool. You know, I'll miss that. I'll go ahead and say that right now. I'll miss. Yeah, that. escape was good, and I think my favorite favorite escape card would be Polukronos. Yeah, good card. Yeah, that thing was just a, a nasty thing. Six six on the front, and then on the backside is a twelve twelve that just fights anything. I don't know. I was always bouncing it to your hand, you know. So yeah, exactly. But then yeah. I just play it again. Eventually, it comes back. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I run out of bounties, and then I question myself: Why am I playing blue? <laughs> I also miss. I'm gonna miss uh, Elspeth. Elspeth conquers death too. Elspeth conquers death. Yeah. Yeah. ECD. Yeah. That was a really good um saga. Yeah, well, I know it's Saga, right? It was really good as far as uh, removal, you know. A turn five removal. I know Banishing Light's turn three, mm-hmm. but this has other modes, like you said, Saga, you know. Yeah, and Banishing Light's from the same set, too, so that's, got, that's going out, too. I'll miss that one. I'll miss people misreading Atris, Oracle of Half-Truths. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's been, the, been there, done that. That's the one where... Uh, Splits your opponent, into two piles. Yeah, one face up, one face down. But it's always funny when the opponent doesn't really understand. You choose the pile as an owner of uh, uh, Atris. But it's always funny when the opponent doesn't really understand it. So they try to put all three face down. It's like, oh, you don't know what you're going to get. And you're just like, okay, I'll take the face all down three. pile. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I did that one game. And then they, I played it again the next, like a few turns later. And they thought they learned from the mistake. But instead, they did all three face up. So I was like, okay, I'll take the face up now. <laughs> and then they just paused, and I could see them mousing over the card. You know how right. the card highlights, and they paused, and they paused, and then they conceded. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. All right. Does this go to M21? Or no, no? it'll be Icoria next. Icoria, Icoria, okay. Icoria, Icoria. <laughs> yeah, I think um, we all can say goodbye to Companions. Yes. All companions can go, except except for Lutri. Lutri and, did nothing wrong. And Wasn't that the one that was got banned before it was printed? Yes. Yep. And no more Genesis Ultimatum. Yeah, I, I put the Ultimatum, all of them. All the Ultimatums, yeah, I'm with this guy. Bye. Yeah, I'm with this guy. Later. So that's like 15, 14 cards, because Lutri did nothing wrong. Lutri's innocent. I like, I like Ren and Stimpy, though. Ren and Stimpy? Which one? Ren and... Uh, Ren and Siri. Written Siri, that's it. I oh, like yeah. That one, mainly because that's in my commander deck, and I literally made um, custom tokens where I've got like Garfield and yeah, that's awesome. Um, and Scooby Doo and stuff like that. And um, I, I liked Companions for a little bit when it first came out. And then once they got broken severely, I was like, these things are sh- oh, they, were, <laughs> they were broken since like the minute they got announced, especially uh, Lurus. Lurus, yeah, and Lurus, Yorin, really Lurus and Yorin's are the biggest culprits of this. Um, so those two especially can, can, can get a standard. 
Well, these cards we can actually live; they can live on in other formats. But just, yeah, I mean, I'm still yeah. going to play Loris in my historic sure. deck. And the tricycle lands. One and three. I call them the tricycle lands. <laughs> the tri yeah, the triumphs are good. It's probably the best best land cycle we've had in two years. Yeah, for quite a while actually. Yeah, triumphs 100. percent I'm going to miss. I Great do edge. like the new pathways. I do like the new pathways they have. Yeah, and I Corey also did a really good job with the showcases. I call like the, the I call the triumphs the Borderland lands. They look like the that cell animation from Borderlands. Yeah, mm, right. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I call them. They tricycle. look so cool. I call I them love tricycle. Them. I call them tricycle. Yeah. Tricycle. Do you call them tricycle? Yeah, I call them tricycle. Yeah. Do you call them that? I do. Well, I yes. mean, because it it works too. Because we because the uh, bicycle lands could be the ones from Amonkhet. Right. Des, what, do you call them tricycle lands over there or no? I don't know. I've I've heard of m multiple things. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just heard tri tri tricolored lands because yeah. yeah. The Queen's English and all. <laughs> I think I think Oni had it though, or maybe it was Peddler. Triome lands is what they're, they're really just, called. Yeah, the triumphs. They're yeah. triumphs. They're they're called the triumphs. Yeah, I just call them tricycle uh, tricycles. <laughs> yeah, that that is a very 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 good cycle of lands. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'll miss. I'm just going to put that out there. But I, they can live on a commander for me, you know. Mm -hmm. But also what we're getting rid of in uh, Ikoria, which I'm sure everyone can flip it off. Winota, she's yeah, gone. yeah. Oh, thank the gods. Yeah, you too. You too, man. I Winota should've... is gone. She should have been banned a long time ago, brothers. I'm glad it's finally over, man. I'm sh I'm shocked. This is... I'm actually shocked that that didn't get banned earlier. There's got to be some higher up going. But I just foiled out an all Winota deck. Okay, fine. We won't ban it. You know. Speaking of the land cycle too, I was surprised how weak the land cycle is in Midnight Hunt. It's very non-impressive. Oh wait! So far, the only ones I've seen is the slow lands. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah, I'm not impressed either, man. And then you got then you got the cool sketch lands, which the lovely yeah. purple purple lands. And you have the, the hostile hostile as the the mythic land. That's that amazing. Cool. That I love cool. the name of that because it flips over it's, to creeping in. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, it's so good. I'm gonna raise my hand here. That that, that anime that anime show the the howling castle, the walking castle, whatever it is. That's what I it don't. reminds me of, and it just makes me laugh. I don't know what you're talking about. What? That doesn't it, sound familiar. Yeah, it doesn't sound familiar. Oh, what is it called? It's like the the walking castle or something. Oh, let me have a look. I'm googling. <laughs> oh, talk you're talk, talk talk among talk talk amongst yourself. I'm gonna raise my hand here, Onik. Are we now Tim Twenty One? Yeah. I, well, well okay. yeah. Ugin. I was gonna mention Shark Typhoon is also out. Oh yeah, that was a little bit of a bother. I mean, if they finally got that guy out there, maybe you got ramped to get it out there quick. But if they finally got it out there, I think they deserve to win with Shark Typhoon. You know? Yeah. So I, I, I kind of put it in between. Like some people hated it, some people loved it. I think it was just an interesting card. But oh, yeah, a very interesting card. I'm not going to. Shock Shocknado was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Definitely, definitely interesting card. I mean, they designed that card right. It it didn't underperform. It didn't overperform. It did. It reminds me of Listerine commercials. It says what it does. It does what it says. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's also it's also just a lot of fun when you just like, how did you get how did you get killed? Just a whole heap of flying sharks. It just sounds yeah. ridiculous and it's mm -hmm. fun. And yeah. um, I know that they did a few things on um, Arena where you had to get like a, a like a one one two two three three four four five five six six in a game. 
mm-hmm. and I know of a couple of people that did it, and it was insane. I might be bold when I say this statement. I think within the last three years, they've upped their game as far as what appeals to flavor. So it could be the new artwork. It could be the new frame. It could be the new border. It could be the new black and white. It could be the new horror. It could be... You get what I'm saying with this, right? Yeah. But um, I think they upped their game in the last three years just on that category alone. Yeah, flavor-wise, you know, flavor-wise... The Dungeon and Dragon set was just great flavor-wise. Oh, as, as a, I've been playing RPG since I was like six, mm-hmm. um, and that set had something special for me. Like same here. I've, I don't think I don't think I've ever bought so much, so many cards. Right. Um, and I haven't got my mate Drizzets, as I like to call him. We had an English guy that we used to play with, and he used to call it Drizzets. Mm-hmm. It made it sound like one of those um, British trap rappers. Okay. <laughs> so that's that's how we remember him. But I, 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 that's the one card that I wanted to open. It's the one card that I haven't opened. I've got one of each card in the set, but that one. I should have Googled a, uh, a British DJ, rap DJ, real quick. I'm like, what? You're not yeah. following so and so? Yeah, no, you know, yeah. It's like, uh, the most famous one's probably Dizzy Rascals, who plays a lot of the, the thing is. But yeah, that's what he used to call it. He's like, it's Drizzy, isn't it? I was like, oh, God. But I was joking earlier, Ugin, man. I'm glad to see him going. Yeah. You know, I, um, Ugin never really bothered me, right? But like to me, if I like, I I've won games with Afra and Ultimate of Ugin. Sure. On the other side, maybe one game. Um, sure. Yeah. Right. Right. But yeah, Ugin can go. I'm fine. Well, with look, I didn't have a problem with Ugin at first. Okay, a long time ago, I keep seeing it on Facebook. Right, I go to a lot of groups yep. just like you guys, and you get Ugin this, Ugin that, Ugin this, Ugin that. So much so, I just, you know what? I'm not even going to reply to this stuff anymore. I'm just getting sick and tired of defending Ugin or whatever. Okay. Then I'm, I get on Arena and I'm like, you know what? I got four Ugins. I can throw this in a mono blue deck. Who cares? You know, when they, when they put, when I put Ugin out in a mono blue deck, they usually scoop. It's kind of funny, but you know, you don't see the Ugin in a mono blue deck, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, long story short, I know too long, right? Too, too late. <laughs> the Ugin. Now I'm a component of, man, he really needs to get out of standard, dude. I mean, I remember when we had shorter amounts of length for standard, and then we had longer, then we went to shorter, and now we're back to longer again. I totally get why we're in the phase we're in, and I hope we stay there, right? But I do think fatigue starts to set in, man. You know, Bone Crusher Giant being legal for two years. Come on. Yeah. That's, that's, That's one thing that I've said before is I would like to see a little bit more banding. When things start to break the format and you've got like eight copies of, oh, sorry, you've got four copies in the top eight, I'm like, just get rid of it. Make something new. Like, just refresh it a little bit. Yeah. And I just, I just feel like they did that. And I think they've, they've done that a little bit. Like, they've been a, a little bit better on bandings, mm-hmm. but there's still a few that I'm just like, you should have just done that ages ago. Well, as you said, Bone Crusher Giant shouldn't be in for two years. I do think they're trying, Des. They're coming out with these zombies oh, that no. can't block, and when they attack, they die or something. Well, yeah, yeah. that's just rotation in general. Yeah. But I, I, like, I don't think there was a single deck that was just so overpowered that wasn't dealt with with a ban. Because like the top three kind of bounce back and forth between each other, or top four even, mm-hmm. but it was the same top decks for a year straight, and it was just boring. And mm-hmm. when we started this podcast and we did the top decks and whatnot, they changed. 
Mm-hmm. And then one of our fans for the Cryptic Commander even mentioned in our Facebook group, the Cryptic Commander Facebook group, that, hey, you know, top decks, they're not changing? And, and me and Peddler were like, well, you know, once the rotation hits, it's going to change, you know? And it's yep. like, well, <laughs> we forgot it's going to core set, you know? <laughs> Here we go. Uh, they're not changing yet. Wait for this new one coming out, guys. It'll change. And uh, for a deck, to, like what Des said earlier, for a deck, just it's, it's broken. We figured it out. Sultai Ultimatum. Okay, now what are you going to do? Be like the Joneses, go get a Sultai Animatum, and now it becomes the luck of the draw now. Or who who goes for the, the initiative? Look at me playing D&D right now. Who rolls, <laughs> who rolls higher? Who does odds and evens and wins that or whatever, you know? We're going to uh, flip my, a coin. My, my, my Ranger got a 17. Yes. Yeah. There you go. I've got like 30 D20 sitting in front of me. It's kind of sad. All right. Well, that's going to do it for today's show, guys. Des, is there anything else you want to let the listeners know before we let them go? No, just um, you can follow myself at Derek. Uh, sorry, Des Mags um, on Twitter, and check out my website at desdoes.com. That's pretty much it. That's I'm pretty easy. Yeah, we'll try and shout out. Oh, oh, sorry, and MTGRBD. I forgot about that. I probably should shout out the podcast. We've sorry, got... numbers. No, numbers is listening to this, going, "You're an idiot." <laughs> we've got, <laughs> we've got, um a YouTube channel, the cryptic commander. And later on, like maybe three weeks from now, this episode will also go on YouTube later on also. Right. So we'll put a link in the description below for you guys there. Fantastic. No, thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute ball. Always nice to talk magic with new, new, new people. So, and just, and discover AFL, which is really bizarre. <laughs> definitely, definitely appreciate having you on, bud. Yeah. A, a million so times does. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm glad you said yes. <laughs> no, and I was honored. I said, I said numbers. I'm like, some, somebody wants us to be on their podcast. Have they listened to our podcast? They know how bad I am. No, oh, I listened to they, it. They still took me it. up on it. And I was like, they still took me up on it. And I was like, suckers. Yeah, it, was, it was worth the risk. <laughs> He's throwing the fishing pole out there. He's like, I got a bait. I got one. <laughs> yeah. Should have put bait on it, but it works. All right, guys. So that's going to do it for today's show. And... We'll once the awards come up because I know they're in the closing part of it now, where MTG Strategist is putting together all the videos and stuff to make it one video. So as soon as that gets released, we'll put a link in the Facebook group for everybody. So check us out over on Facebook. Check us out over on YouTube. And until next time, keep spell slinging.